Hey, JT. Hey, Jeremy. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, buddy, what's up? Do you want to watch this movie? It's way back from the 80s. I never watch it anymore. Not since I had cable TV. I might have really liked it, but maybe not. I guess we'll just have to see. Would you want to watch this movie? I can't promise it's a good movie. Let's proceed. November 4th, 1988, with a rousing Metacritic score of 55. JT, let's find out today, will you watch They Live? So excited. So excited. Starring Rowdy Roddy Piper, Keith David, who you may recall from Armageddon, The Replacements, and other fine films, uh-huh. and a pair of sunglasses. I'll probably talk more about the class's performance than any other thing for the rest <laughs> of today's episode. Directed by, and this is where, now that I know you've seen the preview, so did you know this was a John Carpenter movie? Sure didn't walk it into it, but found out real fast. JT, where do we even begin with They Live? Imagine a story in which our protagonist is an everyday living his normal life until one day he discovers reality is nothing like what it seems. While most people think everything's just, you know, all hunky-dory normal style, once he's, quote, seen the light, per se, he can never go back. Once the veil's lifted, anyhow, he's being persecuted by by those attempting to keep said ruse alive so they can continue to control humanity. But as it turns out, he is actually the one who can save us all and disrupt the system. Sound familiar? Yeah, it's 1988's Matrix. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty... That, that's where I'm going with this. This is The Matrix, set in 1988. And uh, as you'll find out, not robots in charge, but somebody else. So They Live is basically the story of these alien imposters who have taken over Earth. And Rowdy Roddy Piper and a pair of sunglasses are here to save us all. So think, you know, what if those scroll from the Marvel, from the MCU had taken over Earth, and then they control us all through this sorely poorly thought through subliminal message system. I really don't know where we're going to go with this one. <laughs> and, and what was your quote in the preview? Was this the most 80s of the 80s we've seen so far? Oh, boy, this trailer is just wonderful. With, with I don't know if I want to go with like Footloose is the most 80s you can get. Uh, maybe even maybe Caddyshack because of all the arcade scenes. I don't know where. How 80s does this did this feel on the on the trailer basis? Uh, I mean, I would put this all the way at Footloose because it literally opens on like the basically the Star Wars scene where you're just like floating through the universe and there's stars, and then in a very Microsoft PowerPoint kind of way, just this neon word they comes in and then it goes away and Roddy Roddy Piper appeared and I was baffled absolutely baffled by that maybe i can make a little sense of it ready ready i'm so ready now piper is just sort of some rando on earth and some kind of chance encounter i don't remember the the moment you know it could be one of those stumbles onto something in the dark alley uh uh over oversee witnesses an event could have just been in a restaurant i don't really recall exactly that moment but some kind of chance encounter leaves him with this pair of sunglasses And now once he puts them on 
And because in the movie Rules of They Live, there's a lot more controversy about the effort to put on sunglasses than just about <laughs> anything else. I'm not kidding. Like, like, JT, picture you're just walking along one day and you come upon a pair of shades uh, and like out of nowhere and you decide not to just leave them on the ground. So you pick them up, you're going to pick them up, but you're not just going to try them on anytime. You're going to wait for when you try those shades on because you wouldn't naturally have the impulse to just put them on right away. <laughs> right. Like that's not like they serve so many other purposes of what you might do with a pair of sunglasses. Now, I could be overstating how big a deal it was, but the memory serves the plot point of when will he put on these sunglasses already is way longer than it should have been. And I sort of think it's because without that plot device, this whole movie clocks in as maybe like a two-part Twilight Zone episode max. That's my <laughs> suspicion here. So when they're coming up with a story, they're like, you know what? What if he doesn't want to put on the sunglasses? Ah, how ah. far can we take that? That's going to add at least 10 minutes to the movie. So these sunglasses, not only do they have those cool blue light filters so you can sleep better at night, they also happen to have the disrupt alien control messages to human filters. So when Roddy, did he go by Roddy or Rowdy? Rowdy, Roddy, Piper. (laughs) Can we just have a moment for Sir Piper, whose fair light was extinguished far too soon? Okay, back to the movie. So when Roddy puts them on, he gets all kind of woke. So... When he puts them on, like, he looks around, and there's billboards, like, because he's in some town. I think it's in L.A. I'm not sure. Uh, there's there's billboards everywhere. But those billboards, once he's got the sunglasses on, instead of saying, like, buy Marlboro or local bail bondsman or some slogan in a font way too small to be legible for any driver, they instead say in, like, big 128-point Helvetica, black on white, obey or follow or behave <laughs> Uh, actually, it could have actually only been Obey, but I'm pretty sure there were synonyms involved in the whole uh, billboard shenanigans. Not only is signage odd once the sunglasses are on, so are some of the people. I'm guessing it was probably about one in four, one in five of the people aren't actually human looking, but instead like a weird space skeleton thing with bulging eyes and terrible wigs. Terrible wigs. Like picture <laughs> JT, and I know, I don't remember what's in the preview, so I don't know, but picture if you will you know those aliens from mars attacks yeah so give them some shoulder pads and some neon 80s clothes and now like hair like so much hair like picture skeletor but wearing remember dixie carter designing women wearing her hair skeletor with that with dixie carter's hair that's the aliens wow all right now in our story at some point after putting on the sunglasses but before the end of the movie Roddy bumps into Keith David. He's, you know, good actor. One of those, he's kind of a that guy. He's in a lot of stuff. Now, maybe Keith's a coworker. Maybe he's a pal. Maybe he's a complete stranger. I truly don't remember if they had a prior relationship or not. But I do remember this. When Roddy tries to get Keith to put the shades on, he's having none of it. Like, again, picture me and you. We're just walking down the street. I'm like, hey, JT, why are you trying these sunglasses for a sec? And you're like, no way, Jeremy. I'm not putting those on. I'm like, no, no, but it's they're like you really have to. You're like, I'm not putting those on. And so I'm like, well, if you could put them on, you would see that something has weird is happening on our planet and like there's a problem here. And you're like, no. So we break into a fight. You know, that's it. Like, 
I don't know if the 80s, instead of Stranger Danger, they used to say, like, don't get shady. I don't remember what it was, but for some reason, Keith will not put on these sunglasses until they get into this fight. <laughs> and when I say get into a fight, I mean, like, this all-out brawl in some alley somewhere. I remember they're, like, on a pile of bricks or something. <laughs> they're punching and kicking each other over. Like, they're just battering each other senseless. I think they hit each other with the bricks or throw bricks at each other. It's like an insane <laughs> level of hand-to-hand combat about a pair of sunglasses. And I think, I guess Roddy just wins. I don't remember if Roddy wins and then just puts the shades on, on a near unconscious, but should actually just be dead Keith David. Or <laughs> Keith David wins and takes the sunglasses from a nearly dead Roddy Roddy Piper and says, all right, what was all this fuss about? I can't remember. But finally... The sunglasses are on Keith's face. He sees it around. Obviously, he's like, oh, my goodness. And now it's like a buddy action movie. And they find the resistance, whatever the resistance is. They join in on some mission to find and destroy whatever's going on here. It turns out there's this broadcast tower, sort of like Running Man. Did you ever see the the Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Like there's yes. that big central tower they have to it's, – it's that same plot point. But here's the thing that I was really starting to wonder about while I was writing this up. They've got to take down this broadcast tower that disrupts the frequency for like all the, the obeys and the humans that are actually aliens. But how come it wasn't like a hearing aid if it was a broadcast frequency? Like they were seeing stuff. So how did seeing stuff and sunglasses and audio, I, I don't, they were broadcasting <laughs> video waves because that doesn't actually happen. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure it was sort of explained in the movie, but all I'm saying is if, if you're if you're really a, a nitpicking, it should have been a hearing aid, not, not magic sunglasses. Anyhow, they successfully blow up the thingy. Everybody now sees these gross skeletons and alien things. I'm pretty sure there's like a clever montage at the end and there's like these alien space guys in regular life. Like they're politicians are arguing in the, in the Senate and they're actors practicing a line and there's athletes running for a ball. And I am definitely sure there's a scene that is like a romantic uh, setup between a human and a what they thought was a human, but actually is a space alien uh, partner oh. of sorts. And also, you know the line, I've come to kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum? That's from this movie. Would you watch it? I actually think I want to watch this. I think you have to watch it. I yeah, I really do. So here was my experience watching the trailer. So like as I already talked about, they open on this like completely like, you know, Star Warsian kind of like fading in screen. And then there's just this neon 1980s font with a very weird undertone. They. And then it just shows all of a sudden Roddy Roddy Piper, which was very exciting. You you were not expecting Captain Piper. Well, not only was I not expect, expecting Rowdy Roddy Piper, I wasn't expecting Keith David, who I also genuinely really like. Yeah, he's a good actor. This is exciting. I was excited right out of the gate. And they come in real hot because I what I wrote down while watching it was, first of all, two amazing lines. You already said that uh, chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm out of bubblegum. Uh, also, in the trailer, he drops the mama didn't raise no tattletale. Great. That's ah, a great line as he's holding a shotgun. Um, but yeah, my big question was, what's so I'll get right into the big questions because the first one was, what is with these sunglasses? Like, 
Why they look like the bad wraparound I'm a taxi driver from the 1990s sunglasses. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're magic, I guess? Question mark? Well, this is my... You know, I'm sure it's somewhat explained, but apparently the sunglasses are built by... Okay, so the Resistance has lots of the sunglasses. So I think... Again, I don't remember the early plot device. It's basically in some way Piper finds someone from the Resistance's sunglasses. Either because the Resistance people just maybe got killed in front of him and he just sort of picked him up or something. But again, I'm not quite sure the technology involved here, but apparently the sunglasses contain something that blocks the frequency of this magic broadcasting thing that again changes what you can see with your eyes somehow. <laughs> but the sunglasses, it's like polarized sunglasses where you're instead of seeing light differently, you're seeing skeleton alien hair guys. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Crypt Keeper in a wig was definitely a weird move. Um, uh, Crypt Keeper, sure. yes. Yes, much much closer. Yeah, so that was definitely in the trailer, uh, which was very unusual. Uh, the other big question I have sort of around the same lines. So you've answered one of them, which is the glasses are kind of magic. So there was more than one pair of glasses, which was, I didn't, I, it felt that like, like they were very singular in nature in the trailer. So there was a resistance of some kind. That's good to know. Uh, the next like only storyline question I have is, so it, it sounded like it was a TV thing. They were broadcasting it over the airwaves is all it said, and he needed glasses. So even just in the trailer, I hit on the, I don't understand how this works that you already talked about. Yeah, like he's walking up and down the street. <clears throat> he's walking up and down the street, and when he puts on his sunglasses, if like if I if I walk by you and you're actually this secret space alien without the glasses, you just look like yourself normally. As I put on the glasses, a you turn black and white, and then b you turn into Crypt Keeper D- Dixie Carter. Yeah, very weird. It was, the, the whole thing was very weird. I do want to see it. I do have some other questions that are not related specifically to this movie, though. One is. Um, why didn't Keith David get more work? Isn't he great? I think he's great. Well, I went looking up his uh, resume and he's done a lot of movies. Like I have it in front of me. I can pull up the number really quick. He, Cause I was look cause there's nobody else in the cast at all. Of, of, yeah. He is 326 acting credits to his name. That's so a lot he's super of uh, that guy. What's crazy about him is on his IMDb page of the four, you know, they always have four movies that are like, what is this guy known for? One of them is They Live. Wow. The other one, and I haven't seen this of, uh, I haven't seen all of Carpenter's work, but the other one is The Thing, which I didn't even know he was in. And uh, people say it's like the single scariest movie, creepiest movie or something of all time. Yeah, I I think creepy would be good. So, all right. So that answers that question. He did work. He totally is a that guy. My next question is, how come Rowdy Rowdy Piper wasn't MacGyver? Because who was Richard Dean Anderson anyway? And Rowdy Rowdy Piper with his hair in this particular film was giving off real MacGyver vibes. I feel like he should have been MacGyver. I think that's fair. You know, look, the 80s were the first time we had the attempt to bring the wrestler, wrestling actor acting yeah. scene into the mainstream movie scene. Some made it, some did not. You know, he was no uh, uh, rock Who's the most Wayne. successful wrestler actor? It's got to be The Rock and then John Cena. Cena? Cena? John Cena. Yeah, well, I Cena. wouldn't say that Cena's been successful, but he does have an acting career. I mean, Dwayne the, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is arguably, I think he was the highest paid actor in Hollywood for the past like two or three years. So 
I think he's doing okay. Well, it's down to him or Billy Zane. Billy Zane or Andre the Giant was a wonderful actor. Anybody want a peanut? He was, yeah, that's true. Uh, on a uh, per, whatever the equivalent of per capita, yeah. percentage-wise, Andre the Giant was in more amazing movies than any other actor. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> including The Rock. He is the all-time <laughs> champion for that category. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're totally right, by the way. Richard Dean Anderson. You know who else would have been really good as Michael Bean? Would have been great in the... That would have been great. Yeah, oh, yeah. By the way... I don't know if you've seen it, and this is going to put our time podcast in the timeline. Michael Bean is in this week's Mandalorian. Oh, really? And I'm watching it with the kids, and they're like, who's that guy? And I'm like, God, he looks really familiar. And the back of my head is like, I wonder if this is Michael Bean 30 years after the last time I've seen him act. And, and it was. sure enough, it was Michael Bean. Then again, they had Starbuck. I mean, Starbuck was in it last week. How cool was that? That was awesome. That was super awesome. My last big question is in the John Carpenter world, if I gave you They Live, Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York, and Halloween, and you had to get rid of one of them, which one goes away? Halloween. I hate horror movies. You know that. Oh, right. That's funny. All right. So let's 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 not do Halloween. So what were the choices again? They Live... They live, big trouble, and escape from New York. Which one has to go away? Like which one? Which one didn't get made? Okay, well, big trouble, little China is safe. That's the that wins the round unquestionably. So that's moving on to the next round. Oh boy, I think. I mean, look, one of them you got Snake Plissken, which is hands down an all time great character for sure. But here, huh. I, I guess it's got to be they live, but it's 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 a reluctant call. Like in, in this universe, do I get to remake one of them or something? Like, no, it's just just a you've got to eliminate a John Carpenter movie. Which one is it? I think I would say Escape from New York is probably a more important piece of Carpenter's uh, portfolio. Fair enough. Uh, and then lastly, Jeremy, as we always do, on a scale of hobgoblins to caddyshack <laughs> where does this mm. rank in the 80s pathos hmm it's I, I should be more prepared for this but i like kind of letting myself be surprised by it each week <laughs> it's you know what it is it's it's a half point it's a half grade below running man it's a okay. half grade below the running man because The Running Man, we would look back on as a mediocre movie had it not been for Arnold and uh, and Richard Dawson. Right. Who okay. were amazing to watch. Sure. Oh, gosh. It might it might be a full letter grade below. It might have to be. Running, that might not be fair to Running Man. But I'll, 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 stick, with, I'll stick with that for, for this week. So on a scale of Hobgoblins to Caddyshack, it's a worse Running Man. Yeah, I kind of like to give it a definitive movie. You know where it is for me? For me, and I know this might be upsetting to other people who really love this movie. For me, this is probably exactly a Turner and Hooch. Okay. Okay. That's a great grade. <laughs> All right. I next it. week. Next week, your choices. Uh, I have one that I think we talked about, but I couldn't remember if you if it went to the you've seen it category. So I, I want to eliminate that one if you have. It's called Iron Eagle. I have not seen Iron Eagle, I don't think. Oh. 
Okay, so your choices then are Iron Eagle or Lucas. Definitely haven't seen Lucas, I don't think, either. So let's do Iron Eagle, though. You got it. All right, next week, Iron Eagle. This week, thanks for letting us be your wingman, everybody. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.